Bible has been around, read, adjusted, and interacted with for literally ages. Greg has read it so you don't have to, and now births into the world, Better Bible. Before we begin, as you will be listening to a retelling of Bible, please note that trigger warnings are in place for racism, xenophobia, violence, sexual assault, rape, child abuse, incest, animal cruelty, and more. Welcome to A Better Bible. narrative bit of season two of bible is all behind us those last few episodes right that's pretty much all of jesus message and the rest of this book is going to be trying really hard essentially to say all that stuff about love and not judging we didn't mean it not really so we have loads of letters from paul an unmitigated prick to every bastard telling them why they're assholes and how they should live their life first stop the romans and we're off we get a rundown of who Paul is and how he will be chatting about Jesus, and it's all about bringing all the Gentiles to Jesus, right? So this letter is being written to the Romans, as you'd expect. Paul says Romans are pretty cool, he's looking forward to going over there again. He has wanted to come back, but things get in the way. He's just been busy, okay? He isn't ashamed of the gospel, he's well proud of it. So now, the gospel is for the Jews first, and then it is for the Gentiles, right? The wrath of God is for those who ignore God. They know about him, but they choose to ignore him. We've seen God and understood God since forever, so there's no excuse. Not one bit of this has ever been even slightly a little bit tiny confusing. So, as punishment, God made all of those people who ignore him sexually depraved. He gave them to lust. Every single woman was made into a whore, and everyone was banging everyone. So much sex for those who don't follow God, right? So incredibly much good sex for them. Basically, the less you follow God, the more you get laid, and the hotter the people you bang are. Also, this is a bad thing. I know, it sounds pretty rad and like a strong argument to sack off all this God business, but Paul is very clear that good frequent sex is a bad thing. And they're full of envy, uh, they're also gossips and slanderers and arrogant. All those things that it sounds like Paul is doing right now. Basically, right, no excuse ever. You don't ever pass judgement on anyone. You know, like what I am doing right now, says Paul. So every time you're a prick, you're adding to the shit God will throw at you. There will be so much wrath on the evil, first, right, the Jews, and then, right, the Gentile. But don't make any mistake, wrath for all. God doesn't show favouritism, except when he very fucking obviously does. This will all happen on the Day of Judgement, and if you preach things, you really should practice those things, right? Listen, if you're circumcised, don't act like a dickhead. You may as well not be circumcised if you're going to act like a dickhead. So is circumcision still important or not? So, like, right, you might not be circumcised, but if your heart is circumcised, then you're a Jew, I, I think. Listen, right, I know we have the standard warning at the top of each episode, but a lot of this may sound like it jumps between being really anti-Semitic, really dismissive Semitic, really pro Semitic. Look, I'm, I'm sorry, as ever, remember this is Paul speaking, not Greg. Okay? So, so what advantage or value is there in being a Jew or in being circumcised? Well, 
The Jews have been trusted with the word of God, so even if they are unfaithful, it doesn't really matter, as God is still cool with them. And us being balanced doesn't make God bad, by the way. Like, God kind of makes us do evil, so good can result from it, and Jews and Gentiles alike are all pricks, they're all under sin. They've all turned away and are worthless, right? Righteousness comes through Jesus for Jews and for Gentiles alike. There's only one God for us lot. So, so it's pro-Jew. Or not specifically anti- It's anti-human, but not specifying any group. Is that right? I think so. Maybe it'll change up. This changes, like, violently changes directions. But what does this mean about Abraham? Right, and then, are you justified by works, or are you justified by faith alone? Fucking so much confusion about that. I think Paul is going on about, if you have faith, that's not enough. You have to also act like a good person, and actively not be a cunt. But then, I think some people say that this means so long as you have faith, you can be the cuntiest cunt in all of cunt town, and still good with God? To cunt or not to cunt, I suppose, is the question. And if you listen to religious cunts, they will say cunting is fine. But if you listen to religious nice people, they will say it's important not to be a cunt. So who knows? Lots of chat about circumcision still, and how circumcision isn't the thing that creates righteousness. Abraham is the father of us all because of faith. Faith, Abraham. We have peace with God through Jesus, right? Suffering is good because suffering equals perseverance, which equals hope. God demonstrated his love by dying for us when we were sinners. We were his enemies, so now he likes us. What, what else will he do for us now that he likes us, right? Death reigned from Adam to Moses. Jesus dying gave righteousness to all of us. You see, Adam fucked it and Jesus fixed it. So Jesus solved a problem that, that God created. Again, seems like a lot of admin could have been taken out of all this by God simply deciding that everything would be chill for a bit rather than going, oh, we need a blood sacrifice. Why? Well, because it's the rules that you invented. Yeah, I invented them. Could you change the rules? How could I possibly do that? By thinking it up. That is not how it works. But instead of this, right, we have to remain grateful for someone writing themselves into a corner and clumsily solving it in a bit. If sin makes grace, shall we sin more to make more grace? No, it doesn't work like that, says Paul. We will be resurrected like what Jesus was. Don't offer yourself to sin, offer yourself to Jesus. You're now slaves to righteousness. Always will be a slave or something, but a slave to God. Wages of sin are death and slavery is, is good? Inevitable? An uncomfortable choice of metaphor or, or encouraged? Right. Law covers you only in life, okay? Example. If a wife fucks someone whilst husband is alive, boo! If she waits till husband is dead, nah, it's all good. So we don't follow law anymore, we follow God. The law isn't evil, but it's kind of meaningless. Hang on, no. No, the law is holy and good. No, no, law is bad and worthless and sin is in me, but good is not in me. I don't do the good I want to do, but I do the evil I don't want to do. Even though I want to do good, evil makes me do bad and it's not really my fault. I'm such a prick and just can't help myself. I am a slave to God.
and to sin. Through Jesus, you're alright and can follow good. You see, right, Jesus was a blood sacrifice, one of those offerings from the earlier books we read. If you live according to the flesh, you will die, but if you live to the Spirit of God, you'll live. We are all children of God, we are heirs, like, like what Jesus was. If God is for us, who can be against us? No one can condemn us. God only likes us if we pretend to be children. And you can make your own conclusions up about that. Personally, I am seriously eyeballing Paul at the moment, and fuck it, I will be that guy. My name is Gregory Aikman, and I am publicly kink-shaming God. Right, it's not direct descendants that are God's children. It's more complicated than that. It's, is God unreasonable? No. And something about other kids mentioned in Old Testament that fucked off out of the story, their descendants are alright too. That's right, we briefly get mention of all the kids that were written out of the Bible like ages ago, and apparently they're doing alright and in God's grace. Like, you know Abraham's son with his handmaiden that got unceremoniously fucked off into the wilderness to start another religion? Yeah, that kid and all the followers of that religion are okay in the eyes of God, so don't be a dick to them. And don't question God, because how fucking dare you, if God seems to be a violent prick, it could have actually been a good thing for, you know, reasons. Paul prays that the Israelites are saved, they're zealots, but idiots. Christ is like the actual answer, Jesus should be in your mouth. No difference between Jew and Gentile, and God reveals himself without being asked, so unsolicited deity pick. Did God reject his people? Nah, not really. Something about 7,000 people who didn't bow to Baal, and lots of chat about works versus faith. It seems to change over and over. I am the apostle to the Gentiles, says Paul. Should we have an olive tree-based metaphor? Yeah, why not? Basically, people are shit, like what Slipknot told us. Talks about the conditional love of God. See, so, so early into Paul's letters, he is falling into the same trap as all of Bible writers, realising that he doesn't actually have much to say. Not really. So commences repeating himself over and and over. I'm calling it now. The rest of these letters are going to say, I'm preaching to the Gentiles, be a good Jew, not a bad Jew, act like God wants you to, you are all a prick and that won't change, judgement is coming, don't have sex for fuck's sake. Let's see how spot on I get that. More shouting at us from Paul, offer your body as a living sacrifice, dirty, do not think of yourself highly, be fair with your sober judgement, boo, you ain't all that, bitch, wind your neck in, stay in your fucking lane. Let everyone be subject to governing authority. God made people be in power, so blindly follow them. Do not fear authority, as rulers will only fuck you up if you're a bitch. Follow orders blindly and pay your taxes. Pay your taxes. Let no debt be outstanding. Pay your taxes. Love your neighbour as yourself. The night is nearly over. The world is almost over. Don't drink or have sex. Immediately going against all that Jesus stuff, right? He was all, fuck the leaders, wasn't he? Constantly pointing out how misunderstood they are, spitting contempt into the faces of kings and priests and governors and all that. And here we have old bootlicker Paul saying, grovel like a little bitch and trust your betters. I don't like this immediate reworking, not one bit. Hopefully, Paul won't go on to be too influential within the Western world. Oh, where were we? Ah, don't quarrel. Right? Don't argue about food or rules or anything. Each person serves God in their own way. And don't judge them. 
right? Doesn't matter what day the Sabbath is or what diets people follow, everyone serves in their own way. Do not judge the way people serve God. Do not judge or treat with contempt your other humans. We will all be judged by God. Do not interfere with anyone. Nothing is unclean in and of itself, but if someone has special dietary requirements, it's wrong to just eat, like if someone's vegetarian for religious reasons, you don't have to be, but it's wrong to eat meat around them. That's just being a little prick and God hates you for that, right? So don't intentionally upset anyone. This is interesting actually. After just learning what a prick Paul is, he pulls it back by saying something that I think all people who call themselves Christians follow. I imagine they do as they insist on erecting the fucking Ten Commandments up in schools and courthouses. Presumably, these words are important too. And what does it say? Leave people the fuck alone. Do not interfere. Shut the fuck up, you meddling cunts. Accept one another. Uh, I'm going to praise you among the Gentiles. This is my job to proclaim the gospel to the Gentiles, says Paul, which is why I write all these bastard letters. I've been doing this all over the place. I will teach those who do not know it. I do plan to visit you guys, but right now I'm on my way to Jerusalem, and after that I will see you guys on my way to Spain. <laughs> Amazing, right? Straight away, Paul is doing the whole, yeah man, I can't wait to see you, but I don't actually make a plan. I'll just sort of see you as soon as I can. Like the kind of people who say they don't make plans. These people are the fucking worst. If you say you don't like making plans, all you are saying to your friends is fuck you, something better might come along. Sure, you can blame it on whatever fucking mental health issue you pretend to have, but it always comes down to being a selfish, vile cunt. I hate people who refuse to make plans. I loathe them like poison. And if you are listening to this and you see yourself as a non-plan-making person, I am speaking to you. No exception. You are the fucking worst. But hey, Phoebe is making her way to the Romans. Nope, no idea who that is. Look after her and look after Priscilla. Again, who these people are out of bastard nowhere is a mystery to us all. Basically, Paul lists a load of people who the Romans should greet and be grateful of, should look after, stay away from people who disagree with you, and then a long sign-off. And there you go. That is the first letter from Paul that we come across. I mean, we, we didn't. That'll probably, there'll probably be time for that in one of the later letters, but not this one. So yeah, see you next time. Congratulations on listening to this episode of Better Bible. Start a club and share your favorite moments. Tell your loved ones we're here and we will save you. Greg Bless. That's really stupid. stupid. <laughs>